Welcome back, my friends. We continue to study Hilchas Beis Habechira, the laws of God's chosen home. Our seventh chapter of Hilchas Beis Habechira talks about Meira Hamigdash, the awe that we are required to exhibit towards Hashem and Hashem's presence that's found in the Beis Hamigdash. So whilst the first halacha began with the notion of it's a mitzvah, and the second halacha began, how do we define that mitzvah? And the third halacha gave us a general rule of the right of way, how one enters, generally speaking. And then we heard about the respectful retreat. Halacha 5 began with a no. No frivolity. No lightheadedness. Halacha 6 begins with an outright prohibition. This is the first time a halacha is heralded with the words, Ve'asur, and it is outright prohibited. L'choladam, for any person. Le'shev b'chol ha'azara, to sit in the entirety of the azara. I pointed out to you that the earlier halachas did not actually employ the word asur, certainly not in the opening. But when it comes to this halacha, when it comes to the business of sitting, the opening statement is asur. And I want to cross-reference that with the Book of Mitzvahs that we mentioned in some of our previous classes. Whilst in the Book of Mitzvahs he defines this mitzvah, beginning with the words, Ezehu mora. So what is awe? How do you define awe in a practical and pragmatic sense? And some of the verbiage he uses here, which is of course taken from the Gemara, from the Mishnah, is identical with the verbiage that we find in the book of Mishnah Torah. He talks about not coming with your walking stick, not wearing shoes, not wearing an undershirt, or not coming in your undies or undershirt. He talks about not making a shortcut, rules out the notion of spitting. And then the Rambam says, the Kvarn is buyer. I'm quoting, the Chama is explained in many places in the Talmud. And here he uses a very strong language. Sha'asur Behechlet? Asur Behechlet. It's absolutely forbidden. That's how he, that's the verbiage he uses there. So it's interesting that in the Mishnah Torah, the Rambam begins the halacha with the words, the Asur. It is prohibited, forbidden. To sit in the Azara. The book of mitzvahs, he says, Ella, save Lamalche, Beit David, to the royals from the house of David Hamelach, the kings from the Davidic house. And the Rambam here words it slightly different. He says, Ve'en yeshiva ba'azara, there is no sitting, no sitting room in the Azara. Ella, only Lamalche, Beit David, Bavad, for one who is a king, but a monarch who comes from the royal house of David. It is possible for there to be other monarchies amongst the Jewish people. It is possible for individuals to rise and have the halacha, have the legal designation of being a melech. But theirs will never be a lasting house of royalty. Only Beit David, only David HaMelech established a lasting and the permanent house of royalty for the Jewish people. And how do we know this? Shanemar vayovei HaMelech David vayeshev lefnei Hashem. The king David HaMelech came, and this is detailed in the book of Shmuel, Shmuel Beis. 
In the book of Shmuel Beis, it says, Vayavai HaMelech David, Vayeshev Lifne Hashem. David HaMelech came and he sat before God. As Rashi says, Lifne Hashem, before God, anywhere is before God. Rashi says, Lifne Aaron, before the Ark. So there was no Beit HaMikdash, but there was a Shechina, there was a place where Hashem's presence rested, if you will, temporarily. The permanent house for the Shechina is the Beit HaMikdash, is Mount Moriah, we've discussed that many times. But despite the fact that that is the permanent place, there was this notion of areas, sacred spaces that house the Shechina, and that's called Lefne Hashem. And the same halacha that will be applicable there would naturally be applicable in the Beit HaMikdash as well. I want you to know that according to the Mishnah Lamelech, this prohibition, which the Rambam states in such strong words in Sefer HaMitzvah, Osir Behechlet, absolutely prohibited. And beginning the halacha with the words, also the Mishnah Lamelech says that he believes that this prohibition is actually a Torah prohibition, not a rabbinic ordination. And yet there seems to be a verse then. We need an actual verse that details the possibility of a Yahweh HaMelech David. This is described in the Gemara in Mesechet Sota on page 40. Now there are two opinions about this. There is one opinion that the meaning of Vayeshev Lefne Hashem was that David HaMelech prayed before God and he prayed with great focus, great concentration. There is such an opinion in the Gemara Mesechet Sota and it is actually also quoted and discussed in the Yalkut Shemoni, which is a Midrashic, a 9th century Midrashic compilation. But nonetheless, the Rambam follows the opinion, and that seems to be the actual halacha in the Gemara, that when we speak about this notion of the king sitting, it is literal. And that is indeed the halacha. Now the Tosfos in Yoma goes on to question whether the Kohanim may sit when they're eating the Kodshei Kodoshim, the heaviest or most important uh, offerings of, 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 the, of the Korban order, the holy order of Korbanot, which would be the meat of a Korban Chatas, of a sin offering, of a Korban Oshem, of a guilt offering, in which the Kohanim have a, a holy responsibility, a sacred duty to eat this meat. We've mentioned this Gemara before, Habalim uh, Kohanim Ochlim, the Kohanim are eating the meat, as ordained in the Torah, Bahabalim and the people who brought the Korban, Miskaprim, are able to find atonement before Hashem. So we have this idea that that uh, it's actually something that only the kings can do, but the Tosfas questions, hmm, perhaps could they sit to eat? Can you sit and eat? Or do you have to eat when you're standing? Now, in the, 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 the Gemara in Masechet Yoma on page 25a explains that the prohibition for sitting in the courtyard of the Beis Migdash is actually taken directly from the book of Deuteronomy. There in the 18th chapter, in the fifth uh, verse, the Torah tells us that Hashem has chosen the coin la'amod lesharet to stand and to serve. And Rashi comments there in his in his commentary on the Bible on the Chumash that la'amod lesharet means that ein sherut ela ba'amida, that service is only done when one is in a standing posture, not when one is sitting. Which leads the Tosus though to question whether or not they would be allowed to sit at the time when they would be eating the korban, or that wouldn't be appropriate. So this is like a question which is raised, and there, there isn't um, clarity insofar as the Tosfas are concerned. However, when you continue to read the Rambam statement here, it seems pretty clear that he believed that there was no exception other than Malchai's Beis David, as it says, Ela only Malchai Beis David Bovad, 
Shenemar, Vayavi Amelardova, the Yeshiv of Nehashem, this verse from the book of Shmuel, as Radak says, it is from this verse that our sages were able to, to lean on, if you will. That there is no sitting in the Azara save for kings descended from the royal house of David. Now, all of this presents us with a great big problem. And the great big problem is that Dayanim, that judges, when they're sitting in a court position, are supposed to be sitting. They're supposed to be sitting. Now, there's this notion of the witnesses and the defendant and plaintiff standing before the court, and then a question whether that's enforced today, but the judges are supposed to be sitting. And that's a problem. Because the Sanhedrin has to be sitting in the Beis Hamikdash, in the Lishkat Hagazit, or chamber of hewn stone. And since they have to be sitting in the chamber of hewn stone, this, this creates an issue. This creates a serious problem. Hasanhedrin, Shahyu Yoshvim, Belishkat Hagazit, they were sitting in the Beis Hamikdash, they had to be sitting in proximity as we learned previously in detail, we look and uh, you go back to chapter 5, halacha 17, go back to chapter 6, halacha 7, and you'll see the details about the Sanhedrin and the chamber of hewn stone. So the Rambam says it's true that the chamber of hewn stone was a part of the actual structure of the Beis Hamikdash. It's true that the Sanhedrin would be sitting in judgment. However, he says it's also true that Lo Hayo Yoshvim, they would not be sitting, Elo. Only in the half, which was considered to be of a mundane nature, not the sacred nature. Now remember the Beis HaMikdash and its sacred scrimmage is very precise. And so there are, there are lines and boundaries and scrimmages up till this point is this area of sanctity. Afterwards is a lower level of sanctity. And then at a certain point it becomes Kodesh. And then there's a Havdalah, a distinction between what is Kodesh and what is Chol, what is sacred. What is mundane or weekday? And as such, the Rambam is very clear, he says, the Sanhedrin did indeed sit in the Beis HaMikdash. However, when they were sitting there, the line of scrimmage went right through the middle of that chamber. And the sitting only took place on the outside of the chamber, the outside part of the chamber, which was not included in the sacred scrimmage of the actual Azara, of the actual courtyard. So all of this took place only on the other side, which was in the area called Chol. Now, all of this we're talking about is in the actual Ezra's Yisrael and Ezra's Kohenim. That's the former, formal courtyard of the Azara. The Ezra Nashim would have a different halacha, as we'll discuss when we talk about the different lines of scrimmages, but it's pretty clear that this halacha is speaking to us specifically in the Beis Hamikdash courtyard, which is the area in which the Mizbeach stands, the area in which Kodshe Kodoshim have to be eaten. And as we said, it's quite likely, certainly from the Mishnah Melch's perspective in his commentary in the Rambam, that this very halacha actually is not of rabbinic ordination, but direct biblical ordination. And it would be then the ultimate expression of awe. You always remain standing when you're in the Beis HaMikdash. Standing by, we will hopefully continue to learn, to study, and to know about the Beis HaMikdash, all of this, we are told, accelerates the process of redemption and will bring us home to the third and final Beis HaMikdash in which we will go and stand in awe, Ben Heira, Ubi Amenu, speedily in an hour.